Hello, this is Silent Wisdom Online Satsang and I welcome you all to the opening of a new wine shop, the wine of spiritual wisdom, spiritual discussions and spiritual questions and answers. It is said that Boltena Pine Walonko Pine Kabahana Chaye to there may be many wine shops in an area, but the moment a new one opens up, there are so many uh, drunks, the lover, wine lovers who reach there. So we already have so many satsangs going on, but here is one more opportunity for all of us spiritual seekers, like-minded people to come together and share spiritual things, have discussions, ask questions. So thank you everyone for joining in. So I will start the session. This is the first uh, session today and I'm going to start this by thanking my Guruji, my promoter, my inspiration, my motivation, without whom this would not have been possible. And of course, most of you know him over here, but uh, I have friends who are coming here for the first time who are uh, who have only heard about Guruji. So... Uh, before I introduce him, I would like to just share a slice of my spiritual journey, how I met Guruji. You know, earlier when I used to talk about my spiritual journey, I used to give a ear and say, oh, this is the time it started. But after meeting, after coming here on the path of knowledge and the Gyan Mark, I realized that uh, it is very difficult to say when things actually had a beginning because there is no beginning. And when did my spiritual journey begin? Well, I may call a very specific event that that was the beginning of my journey, but actually it is just in my mind, that's all. So I'm not going to go all the way, but I do want to go about um, five years back and I want to share with you. I was a Kriya Yogi. I had been practicing uh, Kriya Yoga for uh, 12 years and uh, I something happened. It was quite a nice experience. And it kind of felt as if uh, the 99 pieces of the puzzle got sorted uh, and things got arranged and everything was fine. But there was one piece of the puzzle which I just could not find. And uh, that was really, that really had me intrigued. And I started looking for that last piece of puzzle. And some of you who know me know that how many trips I made to Rishikesh and Haridwar and I met so many gurus, I went to so many ashrams and I kept asking everyone that there is this last piece of puzzle that I cannot figure out. I would go tell my story to them. Some of them were kind enough to listen and uh, I don't know if they answered my question. Uh, I really don't know. Maybe they did. And uh, I was not ready to hear or I was not uh, ready enough to understand the answer or they did not give me the answer because they were not supposed to give me. It was, you know, the one who was supposed to give me was already uh, decided. 
So I really do, can't say, but I would just like to say I did not get an answer from them. And it was, uh, it was really tough uh, going up there. I was getting crazier and uh, more and more, uh, uh, yes, crazy would be the right word. And then all of a sudden, while surfing on YouTube in my house, I come across a video that caught my attention. But even then it was like, okay, uh, that's fine. And a few days later, I come across again on YouTube, a flyer, which uh, tells me that there is this path of knowledge program, Gyan Diksha program that is being offered. And I thought, okay, these are Corona times. And in Corona, you know, so many people are dying. And so maybe there is some guru from the Himalayas who has just come and who wants to share the knowledge before this, uh, uh, the world fades away into nothingness. And I didn't even take a minute to register for the, for the program. And there was so much joy in doing that. And once I did join and I started uh, doing the program, I again sent a long mail to Guruji, just like I had been doing to so many others. And when he answered that mail, I sent him a long mail and he responded in only just two lines. But those two lines made sense. All he said was, just keep doing the program, you will find your answers. And uh, it, so, you know, in his program, there are eight steps. Uh, the first one is the registration. And the second one, you have to watch uh, 36 videos. You have to write notes and uh, you have to just let him know that you have done that. And as I started doing those videos, it was like the hundredth piece started appearing. And by the time I finished the last piece, uh, the last uh, video, the piece had appeared completely and it had fitted into the puzzle and the puzzle just made complete sense. That was really the most uh, satisfying moment of my life and uh, I am forever grateful to Guruji for what I got there. But the best part is that uh, the story did not end there. I had just gone for that last piece of the puzzle. But after that, it was like more and more pieces just started coming up and started arranging themselves. From 100, I, I don't know when it became 1,000, 10,000, 1 lakh, and they just go on. It's like the grace is just falling. I went to him for a drop and he gave me the entire ocean. So uh, thank you so much. I am eternally, eternally grateful for what I have received from you. And uh, may I request Guruji to uh, please say a few words. Most of, you, most of the people also know you here, but uh, I have a few friends who have only heard about you. So I would really like if you can just say something. Thank you. Namaste everybody. I'm very happy that uh, Muni has uh, taken this uh, program to the highest level. She can be called as the ideal student because not only she has learned everything from me, she is now giving everybody the same. So 
um, I'm very impressed. I'm very happy. And uh, I have nothing much to say except uh, all the best. Good wishes for whatever you're doing. She is not only doing the satsang now, which is the final, which is the latest um, thing that she has started. She is also writing blogs. She is producing podcasts. She is uh, she has opened a YouTube channel, and she is doing the three D program with people. Every day, people are getting knowledge because of her efforts. Probably that is not an effort. I know that is a lot of fun. Also, it is very enjoyable task. So I hope that you enjoy and people also benefit from you, your work. That is my intention, and uh, uh, with the grace of Guru Field, this satsang is going to benefit a lot of people in coming years. So, with these words, please continue your satsang. I'm always here. I'm always available. And let's start. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, so while uh, he's calling me a good student, uh, he is an ideal guru. I tell you, he's not even giving you the highest gyan. He's also giving me technical knowledge and uh, available 24 hours. Sometimes I have queries and I send him a message at 2 o'clock in the night, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, anytime, and I get an answer immediately. So... Uh, you know, so there is there is a lot. There is a lot that is being offered here so selflessly. Like, uh, I don't know how long my journey has been, but if, if I just put that into years, I would say I have spent about two decades, 20 years. And I can tell you that what I have learned in 20 years, I have learned more in the last couple of months with him. Uh, I don't know how it I keep telling him that if I would not have experienced him I wouldn't know somebody can be so generous uh, in sharing everything so openly and not only with me with everyone I think all of us who are associated there uh, are benefiting so much so thank you so uh, you know uh, this is the first session as I'm saying and plus uh, I'm so overwhelmed with uh, love for Guruji that I want to talk today about Guru, the importance of Guru in the life of a seeker. Um, and that is what today's uh, topic is going to be. And as he said uh, that, uh, you know, I am uh, sharing with others and I'm whatever that he is doing, he's also taught me and I'm doing that and I'm sharing that with others. That reminds me of uh, Kabir's famous Doha where he says, Paras me or Guru me bado antaro jaan. Paras me or Guru me bado antaro jaan. Paras loha kanchan kare, Guru karde aap saman. So uh, somebody must have said that uh, the touchstone is so amazing, you know, it uh, touches the iron piece and it becomes gold and Guru is like that, who is turning 
a piece of iron into gold but kabir says no they cannot be compared there is a very big difference the touchstone turns the iron into gold but the guru makes the disciple into a guru he just makes him like him exactly like him there is no difference at all it's like um, we say how one lamp lighting the other lamp so there is no comparison with the guru uh today i uh, also uh, so what what do we learn from our guru okay and for that i'm going to just uh, share with you there is something okay okay so what does the guru essentially teach and uh, the answer is he teaches us how to play that is the most important role of the guru as he was also mentioning right now that there is no effort actually uh, i'm doing uh, many things but it's completely effortless there is no effort at all so uh, taking that we've created a few memes and i also want to thank sanjay who has uh, helped me to put those words which i've picked up from uh, various gurus guruji and they will keep coming up uh, into some memes so here is the first one today what does the guru teach how to play so all of us have heard of uh, this uh, krishna's message you know when in the bhagavad gita this particular verse chapter 2 verse 47 where he says karmanne vadhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana मा कर्म फल हेतुर भुर मा ते संगो स्व कर्मणि एंड एटलीस्ट ऑल ऑफ आस हू हैव वॉच महाभारत वी नो दिस वेरी वेल विच इज दैट वी हैव द राइट टू परफॉर्म आर ड्यूटीज बट वी आर नॉट एंटाइटल्ड टू द फ्रूट्स ऑफ आर एक्शंस सो वी नेवर हैव टू कंसिडर आर सेल्स टू बी द कॉज ऑफ द रिजल्ट ऑफ आर एक्टिविटीज एट द सेम टाइम वी कैन नॉट बी अटैच टू इन एक्शन so we've all heard that uh, do your uh, work but don't expect any fruits it's very easy to hear we may have all uh, even uh, crammed it and we may be saying it to each other i think everybody at least in india would know this and can say it to the other person but really do we know how to actually act on this we don't know because the society has taught us that whatever that you do there has to be a result there have to be fruits there have to be consequences uh, you need to study so that you get a good job you need to get good job so that you earn a lot of money you need to earn money so you can have a great lifestyle you can buy expensive stuff you can have a house car whatever so for everything there is a reason even if there is a small child who learns or you know uh, parents find that the child has uh, Uh, knack for let's say painting or singing that also they turn into something okay can we put him into a competition where he will become a great singer painter and he can earn more money so everything gets becomes very very result oriented so how do you act how do you do all your work and yet not expect how do you actually live this verse which krishna has offered and i tell you only a guru can teach you how to do that how to work effortlessly and how to work without expecting anything in return at all 
so basically what does that become that becomes your play only when we are playing we are not expecting anything and we are just enjoying ourselves have you seen little children playing in the park uh they are you know small children they are not bothered about winning or losing and even if they do a little bit you know they will lose a game they will do a little cry and then they will be back they will forget it's so pure in their heart but we don't do that we just get so caught up in uh looking at uh, the consequences the results so the biggest thing that a guru does for you is teaches you how to play is there somebody who wants to talk i can hear some noise hello can you all hear me okay so guru tells us how to play uh, in fact you know another uh, thing that comes to my mind is we have all watched movies and especially the hindi movies in the hindi movie we will always have this scene where there will be a heroine who is uh, caught in the clutches of the villain and then she is struggling she is fighting uh, there is so much of uh, angst and irritation and then we know as part of the script as part of the movie the hero comes along right and we all know that the moment the hero enters into the picture we know now everything will be taken care of the hero will take care of the heroine he will save her and she is going to be fine similarly actually that's what happens in our life as well so we are struggling with our life we are making ends meet every day there are challenges challenges with our home family job what not so many of them and uh, things are going on but the moment if in your script there is a guru and the guru comes along in the life in the picture then all the struggle is stopped after that then there is no struggle how can how is that possible after that it is just not possible so the guru is like that hero of the movie who just makes your life effortless and a play and beautiful and guru is your best friend in fact instead of the best friend i like to use the word param sakha he is your param sakha and there is no relationship in the world that can even come close to it to that of the guru and the disciple in world we say that uh, the best the most selfless relationship is that of the mother and the child that is the highest that is possible and and it is true that the mother does a lot for the child but still what a guru can do for you even 1 million mothers together cannot do and i'll tell you the reason what is for the mother may have the best intentions for the child or even if i say parents they may have best intentions they want to do very well but because they are ignorant themselves they don't know what the reality is they are themselves bond, bond, uh, bound by the limitations traditions uh, so many issues that even with the best intentions they will not be able to do what is right for the child and nobody in the world wants you wants you to be free actually 
it's all about bondage this world is full of ignorance and bondage all the all the teachings all the beliefs all the rituals everything that we are taught everything that we are supposed to do to meet other people's expectations they only bind us they only get us more and more into suffering yes we may see a little bit enjoyment here and there uh, which is all very temporary but actually there is a lot of bondage there is no freedom and guru is the only person who will free you from this world who has the capacity who has the right intention and plus who has the right skills who also knows how to take you out from the world and who can take you out from the world or from the suffering only the one who's awake himself only the one who's free of the suffering himself and only guru can do that i uh, even like uh, you know in, in sikhism a very nice term is used which is gurudwara they call their temple the gurudwara and i really like that it has a very deep meaning see the guru is the dwar the guru is the door and how see the door opens on both the sides the door is in the middle if we see of two rooms or inside and outside it opens both ways so for a guru he on one side he is just like us he is a human being he has all the challenges that we have even he has to earn his bread he has to ensure he has to cook his food eat sleep take care of the body take care of the house do everything maintain relationships whatever that needs to be done just like us very very human and yet he has another side where he's open he to the unknown where he's open to what the reality is so he's in between and when the guru comes then all we have to do is he becomes the door and we just pass through it that's all that is what a guru is he is the door to the ultimate and uh, and i can tell you ever since uh, guru has come in my life i am flying it's it's so beautiful it's really amazing and uh, he has actually even uh, i i keep saying that uh, and, and you know this this is all poetry this is there is nothing like that so uh, i keep saying that uh, he has taken me to the mount everest and pushed me from there and i said okay yes fine and i said okay where wherever i go that's fine you know push me and whenever he's he pushed me and suddenly the wings appeared i didn't know i had wings okay so i was thinking i'm going to fall down but suddenly the wings appeared and i started flying and that's what i've been doing flying and that's what i want to share with all of you here flying so that's a little bit about uh, the guru uh, so if anyone wants to ask anything about uh, the guru guru disciple relationship something around that yes uh we can take on those questions i already have a few questions here with me which i will uh post here and then answer okay i can see renu is saying can't hear you uh what about others can you hear me okay fine thanks
So these are some of the questions that had come, uh, you know, either from YouTube or some people had asked me when I was talking to them. And uh, let me take them. And if you may have any questions, you can also post them here. So the first question is, there is a fear when making guru. Last time when I made a guru, I later heard rumors about him and lost faith in him. It was disturbing. I left the practice. How to get over that fear? Okay. So, uh, to start with, you know, when we go about judging or evaluating a guru, we need to understand that a less intelligent person can never evaluate a more wiser or a more knowledgeable person. It's like, you know, we have a 15 centimeter scale in our hand and we want to measure the distance between earth and sun. And then we find that there is some issue with the distance. We don't see that there is a, there's an issue with the scale. So that is the first mistake most of us make when judging a guru. We need to understand that we are not capable enough because there are certain things we can never understand about a guru. Then here, this person is saying, I heard rumors about him. You heard rumors, but did you check them? Did the judgment come from your own direct knowledge? Was it your own experience? Just by hearing rumors, if you lost faith in a guru, that means you never had faith in the first place. It was disturbing, so that's completely a person's problem. And uh, then people say that, He's, this person is saying, I left the practice. Now, this is again a very big mistake that I see a lot of people doing. When they lose faith in the guru for whatever reason, of course, for their own lack of judgment, they stop doing the practice. See, the true test of a teacher is in the practice. The importance is of the practice. That Are the teachings useful for you? Have they helped you to move forward in your path? Have they worked for you? And if they were working for you and just because you heard some rumor and you left the practice, then they cannot be a more foolish person. Plus, uh, this also shows that sometimes we go to gurus for the wrong reason. We think a guru is going to solve our worldly problems. He will tell us once we meet him, we'll get a good job or uh, I will get married or I will get a promotion because of being with him, or I'll get some unusual experience. So, uh, you know, that's why some of the gurus with, uh, you know, who do some magic stuff or people have heard something outstanding happening, whether it is true or not, nobody knows. If those are the reasons one goes to a guru, then definitely there are going to be problems. And uh, personal affairs of a teacher have nothing to do with his knowledge. See, a a guru is also another human. The disciples cannot dictate, a students cannot dictate how he should behave in his personal life. What we should be concerned about is only the teaching. That is all. But we just uh, we ignore the teaching and we look at everything else. Especially when uh, you know some of the gurus, like we all have heard stories of so many gurus. I understand that uh, you know one can. Uh, be a little wary of uh, whether the person is correct or not. And especially because if there are celebrities, 
they are bound to get into controversy sooner or later because there are bound to be people there who will misinterpret misunderstand the teachings or who will be going to the guru for the wrong reasons so there can be so many there can be million reasons why a person or a guru will get into a controversy and things will be there however a serious seeker will ignore all of this he will not be bothered about it and he will only focus on the teaching he will only focus on the practice so if you want to get over the fear uh, of uh, not uh, of making a wrong guru you need to understand do you have the right qualities are you going to the teacher for the right reasons and um, one also needs to erase all notions conditionings of how a guru should be like because of what we have read in books and what we have heard from others we all form a picture of how a guru should like how he should look like starting with if he has a long beard then you know there is an immediate attraction to that kind of a guru and uh, also you know some people think a guru should be poor and a mendicant and he should be begging for uh, his money he should be dependent and he should not live in any luxury uh, different different ideas what he should be eating or not eating i also remember uh, once uh, you know uh, one of my uh, from whom i had learned earlier so uh, he used to love chinese food and then there was this person who saw him eating chinese food and he said you are a guruji you eat chinese food you eat garlic and uh, onions and he left the other day if that is your scale of judgment then the problem is with you not with the teacher and it is good that the guru gets rid of you isn't it so always remember when you go to a guru it is the teachings which are more important than the teacher the teacher is another human being but a very special human being because he opens both ways he is the gurudwara so focus on the teachings not on his or her human aspects if anybody wants to uh, has any question or want to comment please uh, you can type in here if you want to talk you can let me know you can also unmute and talk okay so the second question is what is more important spiritual practice or guru so let's see what does the audience think over here what is more important let's have it from you what do you think Okay, Swati is saying Guru, Meera is saying Guru, Pandurang is saying Guru, Pragya Guru. Very nice. Anybody else? Guru, Minakshi Guru, Anshu Guru. Archana is saying both. Okay. Good. Satya, only only Guru can help get spiritual practice. Very good. Very nice answer. Perfect, Satya. Yes. if we have to say uh, who actually who is more important then yes we say guru but guru is important to get us the spiritual practice so both are important it's actually like asking what is more important when we make tea is it water or is it the tea leaves no but uh, yes first we need the guru who will tell us the spiritual practice because if we take the spiritual practice without the guru then we will complete we can completely go wrong and we can even harm ourselves 
So definitely we need the Guru. But once we have the Guru, the importance of the Guru lies in following the spiritual practice that he tells us to do, that he guides us about. Yeah. So uh, are there any more, anything else that anybody wants to share here? Okay, Renu has a question over here. If I don't find a guru or if guru also doesn't find me, how to proceed in spiritual practice? Okay, Deepak Bhaiya is asking this question. Very good question. Okay. If you don't find a guru, uh, I don't know. I think today, in today's age especially, it is not difficult to find a guru at all. And if you are not able to find one, then maybe you have certain ideas and beliefs in the mind about how a guru should be. And if you have a scale in your mind on which you are judging your guru, already evaluating gurus, yes, there should be, there is no doubt about it. You should have some idea about what a guru should be like. But is it that maybe there are too many ideas about it? Uh, you know, I'm just uh, thinking, we, we know of certain people who never get married because their criteria of what the husband or the, you know, their uh, uh, future husband or wife should look like, it has a very long list. And so it becomes very difficult because I honestly believe, and it's a great question, that in today's age, there is no dearth of gurus. Of course, there have always been gurus. But today it has become very easy to find them because of Google, because of internet. For every tradition, so many gurus have come up uh, and you will find their satsangs, you will find their YouTube videos, uh, you find them. It's just about searching. But if I am, uh, I already have some idea in my mind and I'm looking for a particular guru, then that may become difficult. That is what I think. Yes, if others may have any other thought about it, please share. You can even speak. You can also unmute and speak. Uh, Satya is saying, a longing for guru will bring one. Yes, good, true, I agree. When you really long. And actually, if I think about it, uh, you know, just before I signed up for this program, I was almost at the verge of, uh, what do you say? The verge of madness, where it was like, I just cannot wait any longer. I was ready to do anything to just, it, it just had to be done. And that is when, uh, you know, Guruji just came in my life. Meera is saying, if we are ready, then Guru is always there to guide us. Yes, yes, yeah, I agree. It's, it's our readiness. You know, whenever we don't find, I think we always need to evaluate ourselves uh, and check what is it that I am not doing right. So that is what I think. Okay, Alka also has a question. Can we have more than one guru? Yes, Alka, I will come back to it. Uh, Poonam is saying, a guru who has passed over many years back but has left back books and a simple practice versus a living guru. What's the value add to us from each one? Okay, so you're saying he has passed away but he has left his books and but a practice. If he has given you a practice, um, I would say if the practice is there and it has been helping you, if it is, it has brought spiritual progress, then uh, you should continue with that. Uh, you would know if it is progressing or not. 
and in case uh, you have progressed enough and you would need another guru then you will automatically move to a living guru if i tell you give you my own example like as i said you know uh, five years back there was something that happened because of kriya yoga that i was doing but by that time my guruji was not available anymore and he was not there to answer my questions and so i struggled for five years before i met guruji here and who could actually answer that so but uh, so that is how it is i'm also reminded of uh, you know uh, thank you for asking this question poonam uh, in nisargadatta maharaj's uh, memoirs i have read that he met his guru only once and uh, his guru passed away uh, maybe just a couple of years later and he had met him only once and his guru had told him just one thing and that was that uh, you know you just concentrate on i am he told him that you are not what you take yourself to be you just need to attend to the sense i am that was the only practice that was given to him and that was it that was all so even the guru had given the practice and it worked for him so that is what i think but there is uh, no denying a living guru i mean what all you can learn from a living guru there is absolutely no comparison at all uh, because uh, he is there that uh, to answer all your questions to clear all your doubts there are such little things i mean uh, yes so if you have a living guru nothing like it okay alka is asking can we have more than one guru very good question okay uh, my answer is absolutely yes um but one guru i would say one guru at a time you can have more than one guru and in fact that was the third question also about can you change your gurus so uh, again if i share my own journey with you guys a little bit like um i started with uh, reiki and uh, when i learned uh, so uh, after a point a point came when i realized that uh, this this i have learned enough like i wanted something more and that time my guru told me that uh, this is what i know but i can uh, share with you uh, you know what what can you do next and she gave me autobiography of a yogi uh and that is when i became interested in kriya yoga so again and found another guru guru who taught me kriya yoga so from my reiki master i moved on to a kriya yoga guru and after learning kriya yoga now that i have already shared you i moved into a uh, path of knowledge where i found guruji so i have changed gurus and so but are they all yes of course even my kriya yoga guruji is my guru even uh, my reiki master is my guru and in fact i have one more guru so you know i call all these gurus my front ending gurus and i have a back end guru and uh, that is my husband here at home who is a great supporter uh, plus someone who has uh, understood but who likes to be quiet about everything and uh, he also guides me so So yes I can say I have two gurus that were out now guruji is there and he is also there but uh, I would say one guru at a time if that uh, kind of answers your question alka sometimes we have to leave a guru because guru may have brought us to a point uh, where uh, the guru says okay this is that is a limitation of a guru right as well that he knows and he has taught you whatever 
he has understood and then you need to go and find another guru it is almost like you know when we do our education we have done kindergarten we have gone to school now we need someone who is a college professor and then we need somebody to do our doctorate in right so based on that can also happen also when we look for a guru uh, a very important point is the guru is also actually another seeker someone who has been on the spiritual journey who has uh, learned quite a lot of things maybe who's ahead of you so the guru should not be so ahead of you that you cannot understand him so for example if you are in school and your guru is doing phd you will not be able to follow uh, his language yet if the guru is also in school then he wouldn't know so much more than you right so uh, that is important and when we go and search for gurus actually it becomes clear when we meet them so who is the one who makes sense to you who is the one who is able to answer your questions who is the one who is able to inspire you these are some very basic things that help you move forward and find your guru i don't know alka have i answered your question uh, but that's from my side if anybody else has any other uh, thought and they would like to share uh, please do so okay poonam is saying uh, have never met him okay so you have not met the guru but he has given the practice and the books i don't know i would say if you have an opportunity to have a live guru go for it poonam okay shifali is asking uh, which path you like more beneficial with regards to spiritual journey knowledge path or kriya path and why okay um it's a very easy answer uh, shifali because uh, we start with uh, as i said you know without kindergarten you cannot move into secondary school without secondary school you cannot go to college and without college you cannot go and uh, do your university degree isn't it so all of even my worldly uh, and i love the term that guruji uses for the world the path of suffering okay so it all started with the path of suffering leading me to reiki leading me to kriya yoga and leading me to path of knowledge and all of them have been very beneficial it there is no way that i can say this is better or that is better uh, not at all all of them were important if path of knowledge was given to me maybe 10 years back i wouldn't have understood i don't know but that's what i think and i've been very happy with uh, the way things have moved <laughs> so shifali does that answer your question okay ashwin is saying uh, maybe guru comes to the level of the seeker to guide him yes i completely agree that's a great point you're right uh, when we say that the guru is at a phd level and you are in school it also depends on the level of the and the skills of the guru and there are gurus who have the capacity that okay while you are in school i know you will not follow my language what i am teaching but i will come down to your level and uh, gurus do that they do yes absolutely right that can also happen so you know that's that's another great point because uh, if you are in school and you find a phd guru but uh, the phd guru is ready to come down to your level then you have won a lottery i must say
Yeah, like a kindergarten teacher, absolutely, Satya. <laughs> and uh, many times, uh, Guruji is doing that, isn't it? He's uh, not only giving gyan, he's, he's also taught me how to do the technical stuff. And then I send him a message. Oh, you know, this particular thing I'm trying to copy paste, it's not pasting over there. And he answers that kind of a question as well with so much compassion. Absolutely, Ashwin, so much compassion. I mean, uh, there is so much generosity uh, there is so much compassion. There are, there are no words. It's, it's very difficult for us humans to really understand that how can somebody be so selfless. Okay, Shilpi is asking, uh, what is it that I have found different in path of knowledge? Well, how does one answer that question? Different in path of knowledge, of course, you know, uh, see it, that particular path that I was leading that has automatically led to the path of knowledge. And uh, one of the things that I can share with you is that earlier, what we were, you know, it was more about disciplining the body and the mind, the other practices that I had been doing, and they have really helped. So uh, disciplining and really trying to understand what what more is there so you know uh, there is something that you you understand through experiences and then when you come on the path of knowledge it's okay so let me put it this way on the other paths there is an addition that happens okay there is more addition that you are doing you're adding on to something but when you come to path of knowledge it's completely subtractive everything is taken away from you everything that is the biggest difference so, so far I had only been adding things, but when I came here, I had to let go of everything, everything. Yeah. Shefali is asking, what is compassion in path of knowledge and according to you? Compassion in path of knowledge. I don't know how to answer that. Compassion. Compassion, according to me, would be that, uh, you see, when you start seeing everything as me, when you know there is only you, everyone who's out there is you, you just treat them the same way as you treat your own self. So I think that is what compassion is. These are all different words, different terms that we use. I don't know if compassion is used in path of knowledge. May I ask Guruji if, if he used this word? Satya is saying uh, path of knowledge itself is about compassion. Yes, we can say that. It, it's all compassion only. Do we see anything else? Yes, I think uh, there are different definitions of compassion. And my definition is that when you cannot see the suffering of the others and do something to remove that suffering, that is called compassion. So it can be something like uh, uh, giving the knowledge, helping the person in a worldly manner also. And it can be beating the person up also. 
Sometimes a tight slap is also compassion. Beautiful. I completely agree. Yes, compassion does not mean that uh, you just do the nice things. Uh, it can also mean uh, a tight slap. Yes. Ashwin is saying same as love. Yes, so true. Like a parent. Correct, correct. As parents, we do what is right for the child. And uh, who knows better than a guru what is right for us, whether you know, loving us or giving us the chocolate is the right thing or giving us a tight slap is the right thing. He only knows. Okay, Shifali is asking, if one person is doing wrong with us, then what would be our behavior with them? Uh, I think uh, this question Guruji has answered many times because it has been asked to him. And I completely agree with his answer and I will repeat it. If there is somebody doing wrong with you, then why are you with that person anymore? See, compassion, yes, you have, but it does not mean when that those people are doing wrong with you. And uh, if it is not right for you, then we need to walk out. We need to stay away from those people. Isn't it? Unless we are dependent on them. If we are dependent on them, then it will become difficult. And if we are dependent, then we need to see how do we become independent. Because uh, if we allow others to treat us, uh, then we have no choice. If we are dependent on them, then we have to listen to them. We have to take whatever they will give us. But from our side, we will not treat them, uh, you know, in a cruel manner. We know, we know that uh, it is whatever their actions are, they may be because of ignorance and we cannot change that. So we may allow them to be who they are, but at the same time, we also honor ourselves. We honor the other person and we honor ourselves and we walk away. They will not walk away, but we can always walk out or walk away from them. And, uh, and actually that is, you know, mostly we try to do other things. We try to change the other person. That is a general tendency. We just want to think that, you know, can we do something to change the person? Uh, that cannot happen. We can only change ourselves. We cannot change others. Are there any more questions? Okay, looks like uh, this is it. I think I've talked a lot. Uh, thank you so much, all of you, for joining in. I am deeply grateful and I'm really overwhelmed with the response. So many of you have attended the session. And thank you so much to Guruji for uh, coming and spending the time here and sharing and for your blessings. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you again next Thursday, same time. Thank you.